Welcome to the Last Mixtape Podcast. I'm Sarah, here with Steve, as always. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. I was at Sharon Van Etten last night, so I'm absolutely really oh, yeah, tired for that. once. <laughs> uh, and also kind of hazy. It was amazing, an amazing show. Uh, it was sold out, um, uh-huh. which was and in Vicar Street, and it was absolutely jammers. One of those kind of like... Uh, you know, it seemed like way too many people. Was it a standing one or like a sitting standing one? Standing and st- I don't know. There was the balconies were open and people appeared to be standing there as well. So I don't know if like the seats up there were booked. We kind of always mm. boring if you're sitting up there. I always feel um, yeah. it's better to be down in it. I was taking photos at it and I was reviewing it. So the reviews up the last mixtape at the moment. But I'm absolutely madly in love with Charlie. <laughs> Uh, have been and she liked your photo she liked so now you're getting married yeah that's that's how it works <laughs> yep. that's, that was my entire plan mm-hmm. me and Sharon um, <laughs> she was amazing I, like, I, I've always liked her since um, you know every time the sun comes up which like I just remember I was watching it, her, her sing it last night it's like some really killer lines in that song like um, the album itself was about her coming out of a domestic abusive relationship that she was in so one of the lines is you know um, I clean your dishes but I shit in your bathroom which is a really strong, raw line and kind of shows like that kind of juxtaposition of like how women are treated and how she was treated in that relationship and stuff mm. like that. And, you know, she's really her way of words, which made her go off. She had a kid and she went off and kind of quit music for a while. Uh, she's in a TV show. I only found a set last night called The OA. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, the OA, yeah. the one that uh, was on Netflix, like yeah. a really weird one. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I did. Twin Peaksy vibe of her. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like it just if uh, when it started, it looked really great, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, yeah. this show has so much potential to, to become so many things." And yeah. then it just fell didn't flat. Happen. It didn't happen. No, that, it was yeah. not good. Um, so she quit for a while, and she came back with her new album, "Remind Me Tomorrow," which is really different and kind of like more synthy kind of sounds from it and a lot more emotional and kind of kind of so it's one of those things I don't know you know when you go to a, a ba- you know a gig and you see somebody touring and they're touring a new album that they genuinely love because you always hear artists go oh this is the album we wanted to make you know sometimes it's true sometimes it's not but this is very true like it's very it was a very thematic show she even did a cover of Sinead O'Connor's Black Boys and Mopeds oh, did she? Was, oh I love yeah. that song that's one yeah. of my favourite songs it's actually one of my dad's favourite songs too it's a beautiful song yeah. it's yeah. a strange res- resurgence um, of that song somebody else covered it recently too so I think Sinead O'Connor is having a bit of a resurgence as yeah I feel like with the current political climate I think the song's like fairly Mm. relevant still so you know yeah I think it's a great song and I think people have matured a lot to you know Sinead O'Connor too you know what I mean and stop being so uh, tabloidy about her yeah I think as well and yeah so it was an amazing and amazing show um, I was very happy shooting it as well. I was very close to her at one point because I was only shooting on like <laughs> thirty five millimeter uh, lens. So like at one point she was there, I was able to get mm. it. Like but like she was as close as the photo makes you believe. Which because I don't use a zoom lens or anything like that. So um, she it was very like <gasps> you know because she stared right at me at one point <laughs> and like I I I look you know mm. I, I I did kind of go weak at the knees a little bit. So that was that's okay. You know that's, that's fine. fine. That's um, fine. That's allowed. <laughs> But it was cool. And, you know, just on a thing, it didn't make me think. I did, um, I was featured in an article by a good friend of mine, Remy. He has, runs a great music blog. Absolute gentleman of a, of a man. And uh, he has this thing at the end of the year. He has, like, uh, Irish gig photographers. We send in a photo and we yeah. talk about one of the things. One of the ones I talked about was the Nick Cave one. And I talked a little bit about 
sometimes not being in the right frame of mind to take photos. I'm a little bit temperamental like that. Like if I don't feel myself, I won't go and take photos. And sometimes actually what I need to do if I'm not feeling myself is go take photos. Yeah. So yeah. Um, this was one of the weeks where I wasn't feeling myself or not feeling totally up to it. And I did make myself go because I like Sharon Van Etten so much. And it was really therapeutic. I really love taking photos and it made me feel... Um, you know when I was there I was like oh I'm so glad I, you know the, the excitement yeah, of the moment yeah. or you know, the adrenaline mm. or whatever so yeah I just, uh, just wanted to bring that up because I always think that's an important thing to bring like whatever your creative outlet is if it's music or poetry or whatever that um, you know sometimes you might feel like I, you can do it in, at that moment in time you know or for whatever reason but you know it's always good to just sometimes just do it yeah uh, totally. so just, someone, just totally. want to bring it up yeah um, mm. How are you? What's you, how's, you know, how have you been? Fairly good. I went to go and see uh, Captain Marvel actually shortly yeah. after the podcast yes. that we put out last yeah. week. Yeah. Or not last week, last time. Last, time. <laughs> last month. Last episode. Yeah. We try we try to be better at this, yeah, but yeah. you know, we'll get we'll get there. <laughs> um but yeah, um shortly after we uh put that podcast out, I went to see Captain Marvel because it it was out and I'm very, very into my um superhero movies especially marvel superhero movies yeah. not so much dc that but anyway um and what i found absolutely hilarious was that the playlist yeah. that they had in the movie was exactly what we spoke about on last our podcast yeah, last absolutely. week and yeah, it's yeah. one of the playlists i have personally and listen to all the time yeah, yeah. and no doubt just a girl was on and i was like shocked yeah, when it yeah. came on I was like, yeah what and then yeah. they closed. They they there was a couple of more songs right there, but then they closed it with um, "Hole" yes. and yes. "Celebrity Skin." Yes. And I was like, "What? That's so unusual you, to you. use these songs." Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I I think Marvel should hire me to do their music. <laughs> <laughs> but, to do their uh, scores. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. But uh, yeah, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. You that messaged thing. me that. Yeah, I did. I had to. Yeah, I had yeah, to yeah. immediately text you being like. This is what happened. It's I found it really insane. weird. Like, yeah, so did I. Gone to my head and said, "What's going to close the Captain Marvel movie?" I'd be like, "I would never think whole." No, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> you know, really celebrity skin. Yeah, uh, you know, which is kind of like takes off Hollywood quite a bit. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Apparently, I haven't seen it now myself, but apparently, it's quite nineties. It's set in the nineties. It is set in the nineties. So the yes. music is pretty much yeah. of the time, which just the girl and whole would very much be a part of. Yeah, uh, they're really good at that, aren't they? They like they when they hit on. Guardians of the Galaxy and doing the kind of you know the, the songs from real life you know not mm. scored written score they really just were like oh this is money this is yeah. such a good idea yeah it really is the thing is that they're so so clever about the placement yes. of those yeah. songs yeah so uh, last night just for fun and just to like have something bad to watch at to watch and like laugh at sometimes mm. you just need to do that yeah um we watched suicide squad which i haven't oh okay. actually seen yeah and i've heard everyone say it was terrible yeah. it was actually worse than i thought it would be oh really <laughs> yeah oh it's hard it's, it's really really terrible we yeah. just watched it because we had friends over mm. and we're like i'll just watch something terrible laugh at it and mm. you know whatever yeah and also, we weren't paying too much attention either. So you wouldn't want to watch something that's like really good. Mm. So they also had this giant playlist mm. of huge songs, like yeah. huge, really, really, really famous songs. Yeah. Like there was uh, The Doors and there was like ACDC and yeah. there was, it, it was insane. The trailer it had was, Queen, didn't it? Did, it did, they do. They have yeah, Bohemian yeah, Rhapsody yeah. in it at the end. There were so many songs. Like there I can't I can't remember right now but there was just uh, but it was ridiculous. The placement of the songs was like totally off. Yeah. Beginning of the film had three different songs. Yeah. One straight after the other. Yeah. No breaks, no anything. It was just dis it was 
It was disgusting. The placement of that music was disgusting. The way that they used it was so terrible. The whole movie's a disaster and don't like you don't know, just don't even bother watching it. It's yeah. not even it's painful. Yeah. We were thirty minutes in, it felt like it was two hours. Like it's so bad. So there's so much to be said about Marvel and like the placement of their music, not just the music that they use, but like the placement of it as well, which is like really clever and really good. And they don't overdo it. There are so many songs in Guardians of the Galaxy, but the way that they're placed is yeah. really clever. And it's, that, it's about his mother as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so much story to it as well. So it's not just randomly thrown out. Yeah. Because, sure, all these, like, big poppy songs, yeah. d- they do, the movies do pretty, I mean, mm. you know, the movies have become a lot better, I guess, mm. and loads of people will consider yeah. them to be better if there's, like, music that you know mm. well and that's that's popular. Mm. Um, I think that's but, an interesting part of, like, you know, Infinity mm. War when the Guardians show up and it's like that, is it the... Rubber Man is the name of the song. It comes in and like it's that and everything else before that was score. And it's really indicative of those movies and um, that director that you know, like it has that kind of style. I mean, I, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2 this weekend, which mm. makes me cry. And like that scene <laughs> with um, uh, Father and Son by Cat Stevens or um, Yusuf Islam, as mm. it's called now. Um, it's not time to make a change. And like the fucking raccoon you know and like the the uh, what's the actor uh, um he's a very famous actor he's the one yandu he plays yandu in it and when they're, uh, when they're sending yandu away because he died and like yeah, in space yeah. and like they play that song and the fucking the fucking little and i only knew this i only found this out maybe this weekend bradley cooper's the fucking voice of the raccoon is he yeah i didn't oh, know that i didn't know either i didn't know it either maybe someone told me thing. but i just never registered because you never see him interviewed for any of it like you never yeah. see him like oh fucking new marvel movie anyway and he's just talking about like and it's really emotional like really great use of that song like obviously because yeah. the theme of the movie is fathers and sons and all this kind of stuff and yeah um but they yeah you're right they they do weave it into the story where it's probably that suicide squad saw that and went us too. They're, yeah, they're doing really well. And yeah. um, thing is, Guardians of the Galaxy did so, so well, especially because of the soundtrack. And yeah. people were so into that soundtrack yeah. that others caught on and were like, we can do this too. Yeah. They did it, but very poorly. Yeah. <laughs> very, very poorly. So I guess there's there's quite a lot to be said for like placement of music yeah. within the movie. Yeah, i to see the Captain Marvel one now as somebody who grew up in the 90s and be like... Yeah. <laughs> is that you know uh, will I be like that's not right no one listened to that song mm. I sh- I'm sure they did like, it's, what? An, all, it's an yeah. alright movie it's an alright movie it's not amazing it's not yeah. fantastic she's a great actress is she good as yeah, she um, was... a superhero because like I've, the only movie I've ever seen her in was The Room mm. or Room the room, yeah, one, you know, not the bad one. Not the bad one. <laughs> the good and one. Funny thing is, apparently, uh, the lighthouse are doing the room. Oh, the bad the, one? The, the bad one, <laughs> which apparently is like the first official Irish screening of it. And I think my friend was oh. actually telling me last night, yeah. and apparently it sold out within seconds. Oh, yeah. Isn't so, there a whole like thing that like, people following. say the, the lines and stuff like that? They do. The they do. Because it's such, it, it got such a cult following for being absolutely hilariously bad yeah that's a movie that's actually hilariously bad as opposed to just being bad you can watch it and kind of just laugh at it yeah yeah. yeah. there's a different thing like boring bad like like those Batman versus Superman is boring bad because we said we might talk about a couple of classic albums this this week so it does bring me on to my favourite David Bowie album is Low 
um, mm. which is the middle of the Berlin series of albums that he released and it's the most depressing therefore I love it mm. uh, and I'm pretty sure they say like half of it is just a Brian Eno album <laughs> which is great um, it's yeah it's definitely the most thematic of, of all the Bowie ones I like it's my favourite album but my favourite Bowie song is Absolute Beginners which mm. is a, the most 80s Bowie <laughs> down the middle and I don't know why that's my favourite but all, now that I think about it Black Star I think Black Star mm. would be a classic album if it wasn't his last album yeah, do you know what I mean? Because uh, I think Black Star is a, a, incredible in how it mixes jazz and kind of hip hop a little bit in bits mm. of it. Um, that's probably my favorite Bowie album. What do you have a favorite Bowie album? Or are you do more I have a song kind of era Bowie even? Well, era of Bowie, it's probably the whole Ziggy Stardust. Sure, yeah, is my yeah, favorite. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know if I have a favorite Bowie album because mm. I think I'm more like song by song. Yeah, I, I love I a bunch that. of his songs, but I'm not sure if I'm mm. like this is the album. But um, we were, I was playing, <laughs> hmm, I was playing Mel Gear. Metal Gear Solid. I, I don't remember know. That. Do you know that yeah. game? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was the. The fan Phantom Pain, which is I think the newer one, and okay. oh, they have this great thing. You have an iPod, and you have all these like eighties tracks on oh, it. Oh wow, cool, it's great, sweet, yeah. And uh, there's a cover of um, Man Who Sold the World. Yep. And I can't remember. I can't remember who did it. Oh, cool. But he kind of he almost sounds like Bowie, but oh, the music's very different. Yeah, to it, yeah. And it's very like space like. It's great. Yeah. I really love that cover. And I actually the other day in in work. Um, Nirvana's cover came on oh, and yeah. I have to say I don't yeah. think I actually like it that much the is that a controversial opinion I think that is I mean is I would it? agree with you I like the Bowie version I but prefer I the Bowie version of that I think popular consensus is people like the other really thing. which is strange because there is actually a bum a really bum note in the guitar solo in that mm. it goes out of key um, I, yeah I don't yeah I don't like I'm not mad on the unplugged. Um, I'm not. I'm really, really not. And I, I, that's what I thought. I was like, is that a controversial opinion? Because I, yeah. I feel like people really <laughs> love that. I was like, no, I actually prefer the Bowie version. Yeah. And then the one that's in Metal Gear Solid, I actually quite like. Yeah. I quite what's, like. what's the video game called? Metal Gear Solid? Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. See, this is uh, where I get lost. <laughs> I remember Metal Gear Solid just being this... You, you snuck up on people <laughs> uh, and I was terrible uh, you kind of still do oh okay alright alright old yeah. man Steve still with it kids yeah. um, that's deadly but um, I think yeah I think the artist who did it was Midge Ure oh Midge Ure. get out from Ultravox yeah. Um, Vienna mm. I wanted to be oh, see, I didn't know, know that I didn't but know yeah. he did a cover of oh I must check that out mm, I, like and I think that I think that's the one that's in Metal Gear Solid but yeah no uh, yeah. there's a couple of great tracks in the game anyway it's yeah. actually the most fun part of the game as you can have your little iPod and play different music yeah. and Too Shy was on as well Too Shy uh, by uh, <laughs> yeah I love that <laughs> song I love that song it's so great actually it was in Bandersnatch as well that song it was the I Black Mirror Bandersnatch version. could not finish that because I'm too temperamental because I wouldn't choose. Uh, oh my God, just... Really? Uh, yeah, I, I think I did it about 10 times just to see what outcomes I'd get. I chose once and then it, it brought me down this thing. Says, do you want to replay this scene or something like that? Mm. I was like, no, I made my choice. How dare you? Yeah. Like, you said it's my narrative. I chose <laughs> this. Don't tell me this is yeah. a dead end. So I got really like... I started an argument with a television show <laughs> where I was just like, I'm not going to pick anything now. Mm. And, and you know... You know yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was it's great i loved it i enjoyed yeah. it yeah but they also had thompson twins which Hold are like now. a really unusual yeah. like track to put on because i feel like oh, no one knows thompson yeah. twins i love that song mm. oh my with me that was yeah. that's uh, you know what's really weird about that i only came by, by that song because it was in the uh film the wedding singer 
Oh. With Adam Sandler. <laughs> I didn't see um, the film, but I know of the film. Yeah, yeah. It's one of his less egregious ones. I think it was one when his heart was still in the right place about making movies and not okay. where he is now. Hmm. But um, yeah. But like, yeah, I suppose Low would be my favourite David Bowie. You're more David Bowie era, Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Songs kind of. Yeah, all the... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in other like classic albums, I was thinking of it, my my love for melancholy and the infinite sadness, uh-huh. which is the double album by the Smashing Pumpkins, who I think now time is slowly forgetting, which I think <laughs> I kind of think is sad. Uh, I just I saw um, the vinyl of it in Tower Records the other day. The vinyl of it is like hundred and fifty quid because it's a it's a package, it's a box because the the artwork is so beautiful on it. I don't know what you'd call it. I think it's kind of inspired by that French filmmaker from years back who who made like from the t- 1920s I can't remember I think Ben Kingsley plays him in that film Hugo by Martin Scorsese and mm-hmm. I can't remember his name um, but it's all based on like that kind of stuff but it, it was a great album like Bullet and Butterfly Wings and stuff like that um, but I think yeah now that I think about it I think the Smashing Pumpkins are getting lost to time I don't think they'll ever have a resurgence I don't yeah. see it because Billy Corgan's so weird mm-hmm. but I love it I think it's a great album and I, 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 I don't, ha- I, I would not spend 150 quid on the vinyl. But I did once date somebody who had it on, on vi- in our vinyl collection. And I was like, oh, I really want that. <laughs> I, just, I just, I remember <laughs> sitting in the sitting room, just looking at it, going, I wish I had that. Um, <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I want. That's, that's why I'm album. here. Um, your vinyl collection. Mm. Um, so that's kind of a, an album I think might be lost to time. Actually, funnily enough, um, mm. which maybe, yeah. It's it's you know what it's a cumber like all double albums it's kind of cumbersome there's a lot of stuff that you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't take yeah. in it is there any classic albums that spring to mind that you're listening to now at the moment oh classic albums I'm listening to at the moment you know what it's this is really really terrible and every time we do a podcast I just feel so bad having to say that I fucking love the Smith so much you're a Smiths fan oh. <laughs> Which is the um? Which is the classic Smiths album? Queen is dead. See, the thing is, like, Queen is dead. I'd say is probably like has the most good songs on it. Yeah, like, sure. Most of the songs that would be like my favorites. I, I mean, I love like a lot of the Smiths mm. songs, but I really like Mead is Murder as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great yeah. album. Yeah, I th- yeah, no, Mead is Murder. I think is one of that I really really like and. Yeah. Remind me, what's what would be the big standout track of Meet Us Murder now that I'm, I'm scanning uh, Nowhere Fast. Oh, is yeah. that a big track? The yeah. thing is, I don't know which tracks People from the Smiths would are, consider yeah. big because yeah. to me, I mm. love so many of them. They're all really important. I remember doing a Vinyl and Wine a couple of years ago on Queen is Dead and finding out uh, through Jesse from the September Girls that uh, apparently like uh, Some Girls Are Bigger Than Others is Johnny Marr's fa- one of his favourite riffs but he hates it because of the lyrics. Yeah, the lyrics are a bit shit. Yeah, he can be but, okay. really shit with lyrics at yeah. times. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, no, I totally agree with Johnny Marr because the yeah. music in that is so good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Morrissey gave this reason that the song was written when he realized that certain women are like bigger than others. As in, not a, I, I don't know if it had to do with weight necessarily, but he was like, oh, this person's really small and this person's really big and there's so much diversity. I... That yeah yeah <laughs> full of shit. Full of shit sometimes. Uh, yeah, really <laughs> full of shit sometimes. And yeah. I oh yeah, that one's is that yeah. one on me as murder. Yeah, but some girls are bigger than others. Like really yeah. really shit lyrics there, Morrissey. Yeah, Vicar in a tutu. I know that's the one song on that album. I just I would skip. You know, so there's on the yeah. classic album. There's always a song you'd skip. Mm. Uh, Gold woman is it on Rumors by Fleetwood Mac is one I, I always skip. Mm. Um. I went down a, a fleet with Mac Hole recently. 
Mm-hmm. Of just watching them live. Because it was mm. just like, you know, all these people hated each other. They hate, like, only recently did Lindsay Buckingham get kicked out of Fleetwood Mac. And it's like, you're all a million years old. Why are you <laughs> arguing about, you don't even make new music anymore. Yeah. Why are you people arguing with each other? But apparently him and Stevie Nicks still argue. And okay. um, I was just watching, like, them live when they were, like, much younger and probably on a heap of cocaine. And it's just great. Like, they're just so good. Uh, it might have been that I watched Guardians of the Galaxy and, and The Chain is on it, which is just unequivocally just a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose Rumours is the archetypal classic album that a lot of people would talk about in that mm. way. Um, you were saying though before, like you were listening to a bit of, of R.E.M. Rapid I Eye was. Oh, yeah. yeah, R.E.M. I like R.E.M. Mm. Um, I think I just, I think as time has gone on, I've mm. started to appreciate them more. Mm. But like early on, I wouldn't have liked them as much. Sure, yeah. Um, I oh, know, I just wasn't really into Michael Stipe's voice until recently, and now mm. I really love it, and yeah. I really like what they do. Quite unique. It is, yeah. very, very unique. Um, but yeah, I was listening to them quite a bit. Again, not so much albums, it's more, th- for, especially for R.E.M., I think mm. it's just songs. Yeah, I don't sure. think I have like an album that yeah. I'd be like, this is the album that I love, but yeah, I love many fair. of their songs. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, um, we were watching... Um, the Jim Carrey documentary on Netflix. Yeah. It took a while to get around to it, but yeah. it actually did. <laughs> and there was so much R.E.M. in that because mm. R.E.M. did some of the music for the movie um, Man and Moon. That's right, yeah. And Great Beyond was written for that movie, which mm. I didn't know. I love that song. It's probably one of my favorite yeah, R.E.M. songs. Yeah, great song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I love it so much. I had yeah. it on like replay um, yeah. a lot uh, last week. So, yeah, I just... Yeah. What else do R.E.M. have that I... Man on the Moon, obviously. Man that one's that one was written before song. the... Yeah, it, it, it does Andy name Kaufman. check Andy Kaufman, doesn't it? Does. it? Yeah, he's, I think yeah, they're yeah. fans of Andy's. Yeah, yeah. So. That album, Automatic for the People, I mean, Find Me the River, and um, just a beautiful, some beautiful stuff. Star Me Kitten. Mm. Um, he's an interesting cat. I saw once, um, do you know that Song Exploder podcast? Do you ever hear it? Mm. It's one, yeah, I think they're on it one, on one of them, and they think he's talking about um, making Try Not to Breathe, which I didn't know references. Um, Blade Runner. Oh, uh, it's about it? yeah. The song's about his grandmother dying, mm. and him kind of looking into her eyes and kind of like she's kind of dying quite with a lot of dignity. I think that's the song. You know, I try not to breathe. I'll hold my breath still, and like you know, basically her being ready to die. Mm. And I think at the time he was watching Blade Runner, and it's the amazing scene with Rutger Hauer and him saying, "If you could only see with my eyes." Yeah, you know. So I think yeah. like uh, so these are the eyes that I want you to remember. That lyric is actually just stolen from um, Blade Runner. And mm. so it's this, uh, yeah, really emotional thing. But he talks about that uh, in the, in the thing, which is just a nice. Yeah, little, I think he's a he's a great yeah, songwriter. He's nice really a great songwriter. Bit in there, you know, about yeah. Blade Runner, which is just such a fucking Rucker Hauer. Yeah, really. I don't think I don't think he saved the movie. But if that scene wasn't in that movie with that fucking dialogue, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we'd the be tears in the rain. Tears in like tears in the rain. Apparently, a lot of that was improvised. He, he, he did came, a lot yeah. of it yeah yeah apparently he did but although he was like i'm not taking any credit for this because it was kind of already in the script but yeah. then the writer was like actually he did quite a bit of this on his own he, um but that's yeah he nailed that like yeah. that's one of those things where you see an actor and you probably never see him be good in anything after mm. but they're just like he fucking like he really went yeah. for that role thing is i'm i'm a huge huge um and 
I have a fact that you're going to love Go in on. a second about Blade Runner. Go but on. I'm a huge Philip K. Dick fan. I oh, adore yeah. him. I'm, I'm yeah. a huge science yeah. fiction sure. nerd. And Blade Runner for me is really important. It's even that part is like the most amazing part in the mm. film. But for me, it's not that it like saved it. I, I love the whole mm. thing. I adore Blade Runner. It's one mm. of my favorites. Um, but anyway, do you know that Debbie Harry was up for the part of um, the... The Daryl Hannah part? Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? She was up for the Daryl Hannah part. Why did they give it to Debbie Harry? Mm? Why wouldn't they give it to Debbie? Oh no, because Debbie's manager was like, "Well, that's not the re- lead role, oh, so really? I don't think you should take it." Oh, but sick. Debbie Harry was about to have that part, and I actually I was watching a Debbie Harry documentary. Yeah. I love her so much. Oh yeah, and she's amazing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she was up for the part. That's and incredible. No, deci- her manager said to her not to take it. No wonder the, that character, Gris, is it Gris or Chris? Her name is. It looks mm. so much like Debbie Harry in that scene where she's like. Um, the frizzy hair yeah yeah like I think they modeled the character after Debbie <sighs> Harry oh, that's yeah. fascinating that makes so much fucking yeah, sense yeah uh, that's not what she looks like in the book so I'm gonna guess that the character was modeled after Debbie Harry is the book called Blade Runner or is it uh, no Androids? the book is called Android's Dream of Electric Sheep R- disregarding the sequel do you think uh, um, Decker was a, a replicant uh, is he a replicant in the book no <laughs> yeah. should, I, should, should I spoil this I don't know if I should spoil this a, no a there's a lot of there's a lot of like I think the whole thing in that was like questioning yeah. humanity and what it is to be human yeah. and what it is what if you're artificially made but yeah. you could experience all these things um, so there was a lot of questioning what yeah. is human yeah you know um, so I'm should I say should I spoil anything yeah, about the book a, I don't spoilers know for, no 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 for, he's for not he's um He's not a replicant in the book, but there's a moment where he thinks he is. Yeah. Um, he kind of Because he's questioning the whole, like, humanity, yeah. humanity of yeah. them who are robots, yeah. who you're not supposed to feel anything for, mm. but then he starts developing all these feelings about... Sean Young. The, the robots. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting from that point of view of yeah. what makes you human, whether you're biological or a machine. Yeah. Um, so, and the movie, I guess, looks into that I love as well. I love watching stuff about the makings of movies yeah. I actually sometimes enjoy it more than the movies mm. and that like stuff about that I think your man James Edward almost plays the other Blade Runner guy you know the guy who kind of he has a kind of an accent and he's mm-hmm. a hat and he yeah. makes the origami thing and apparently he made that up that language that he talks in it James Edward oh. almost he's just like I'm just gonna make up a language okay that's fucking interesting yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but you yeah, know the book is actually very very different to the film so mm. that's it's okay. it's different to the film but it kind of follows a similar mm. similar characters similar mm. uh, storyline but kind of different still definitely did different did you watch the sequel I did watch the sequel good I uh, I okay so we watched it really late and I was kind of drifting off at certain points but visually it was yeah. absolutely stunning cool. visually it was incredible yeah. it was insanely good yeah. um, the way that it was created so I yeah. really I really really loved it visually story wise I it was kind of okay yeah. like not the most amazing story yeah. and also uh, Ryan Gosling you're not a fan of Ryan Gosling I I love his face I hate his acting he does have a nice face <laughs> yeah no, no no he's fine like he's good in some roles and yeah. just he's very samey i was yeah. watching drive the other night which is another really good film mm, mm. but he's very like samey he doesn't he does the same character yeah. over and over again it's kind of like steve mcqueen in that respect he's just yeah. kind of it's it's ryan gosling it's ryan gosling no and matter. if you're you know what you're getting when you're like yeah taking on ryan gosling yeah. so i think he's very samey in a lot of things mm. 
Um, I didn't. So see... I'm not like hmm, huge fan of his acting. Yeah, I didn't see that one where he's in, with Emma Stone in it and they're in a musical. What's that called? Oh, La La Land. It's absolutely sh- it's pure shit. It's shit. It's terrible. Is it it's so bad. Shit or is it really no, bad? it's just bad shit. It's uh. just so bad. <laughs> uh, this was from the the director who did Whiplash. That was I thought was absolutely amazing about mm. the drummer. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that one was so good. And then he goes and makes La La Land, and I was like, this is trash. <laughs> the only reason it won so many Academy Awards was because obviously the people who are giving these Academy Awards are a- able to empathize with this film a lot yeah. better because yeah. it's a story about this. Per- in Hollywood trying to make it yeah. big you know it's I think it's shit there's a really good oh you'd like this there's a really good I think it might be like GQ magazine but there's this guy he's a um, graphic designer and he's uh, they give him like posters mm-hmm. so he's just like comparing posters from the 1920s movies to 1970s or remakes so like if a film was originally made he looks at the old one and then he looks at the other one and he's talking about like guys who are like really well known I, I never heard of any of them but it's just interesting because he'd be like mm. oh this is the shape and in the 1950s people did this and stuff like that so he's doing a star is born and he was looking at the older ones he's like oh like you know we have Chris Christopherson here and he kind of draws lines on mm. the posters and he goes oh well this is the one for the new one and he goes well all of this is kind of like basically to make you think that it's an Oscar worthy movie like it's like the colour of the font the way the font <laughs> is the way yeah. it's like the shape of the two characters together how uh, Lady mm. Gaga is more prominent than Bradley Cooper in the photo oh really weird so if you let's yeah. check it out I don't know who the guy is yeah. he does poster designs himself mm. like, so there's one of them that he did like and he's talking about I think he did Ocean's Eleven and then he's comparing it to the old Ocean's Eleven, which apparently this okay. guy, who's very famous, who did The Man with the Golden Arm, he designed uh, that uh, movie poster. Oh, was it... Um, I can't remember the name, but like... It's, it's not Saul Bass. Yes, that's Saul the name. Bass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was doing a load he did of all the guys. He did all the opening uh, like sequence stuff for um, Hitchcock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really I don't know what you call it's the very, design. It's like very graphic, very minimal, very like modernist. Yeah, he talks mm. about that like negative yeah. space use and so it's yeah. really interesting. Like that you're talking about like you know like Hollywood like empathizing with that because the poster for Star Is Born is geared at you know give yeah. me Oscars. <laughs> I didn't see the movie. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure it's I'm sure it's lovely. I mean it's it's yeah. I haven't seen the movie either. I've heard people say that it's very good. It's not really something I'm into, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I still I still give things a go. Totally, absolutely, you know, but. Um, Talking about giving things a go, we, I've been listening to some new music this week. Yes. Um, and we might just start off with one and we'll, we'll move kind of past it then. Um, Connor Walsh and his, uh, his posthumous album, uh, The Lucid. Uh, just want to give a shout out to it. I'm not going to review it on the last mixtape. I, I don't feel that's right. Um, it was recorded and finished before his untimely passing. Uh, his sudden passing. And um, just a beautiful, beautiful album. Some beautiful music. Uh, it builds on what he made in The Front, which is the EP he released before I suppose going into making this and it was just you know it's a real testament to that way he used um, kind of stark musicianship to create real mood it's real cinema stuff really you know what I mean and I really enjoyed the front when it came out and I didn't know the man uh, but I did see him live and there's actually a great performance of him and other voices performing uh, the front live Mm -hmm. Uh, if you want to check it out because it's very other voicesy and it has really lovely vistas of you know yeah. the west of ireland so uh, kind of a shout out to that did you 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 had a quick listen yes well. i did yeah, yeah. it's a yeah, really really lovely track yeah it's really beautiful lovely, music yeah. so yeah. um yeah please do go out and check that out because it's it's more than deserving of, of a listen and um, moving on from that though um i was listening to some music from uh what like oh yeah the japanese house Mm. Uh, the new album from her. Um, what do you think of it? I'll see here what your opinion on the Japanese house is first. Um, not 
my personal taste. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just yeah. I feel to give like a, an objective review. I'll just I'll just start it with not really my taste, but yeah. I mean it's it's well crafted. Yeah, and like it's really lovely atmospheric music. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was good. Thought it was good mm. personally. Not my cup of tea, but that's just just my opinion on that. Yeah. And uh, what I, are your thoughts on it? Because I quite liked you it. really liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. It is that kind of lush uh, musicianship. I really like the way it uses space in in the in the record. It's kind of like along the lines of like we have like the the Maggie Rogers kind of not so much Sharon Vanetton's album, but you know, and, and Japanese House now. Maybe you're the reason is kind of the the track that really captured me. I like I really like the guitar in that song. Mm. And I think it's a strong, really strong debut. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and I like it because it's kind of minimal pop is probably the best way to put it. Mm. It, it is pop, most definitely. Mm. But it, it uses it in a less brash way than like others. So I kind of like, kind of been a little bit hooked on Maybe You're the Reason as a song. And the rest of the album is, is along the same lines and really good. So I kind of enjoyed that uh, aspect to it. So I would, I, would, I would give a thumbs up to this. You know what I mean? Probably more Maybe You're the Reason as a song to listen to than, than the record. Mm. But I really enjoyed the album. Um, as well as listening to that, I've been listening to Karen O's new album with Danger Mouse. Mm. And uh, specifically a song called Woman, which has this kind of uh, specter beat. Phil Spectre I think it's fantastic. I mean, Karen Owen yeah. is amazing anyway. Yeah, yeah, she's um, great. Team her yeah. up with um, Danger Mouse, and you have like a much more thematic and like statementy album than seen before. And I, I really like it. I like the, um, it's kind of brash in bits, you know, like mm-hmm. especially this one. Again, it plays with a Phil Spectre beat, but it's very, very Karen O, very in your face kind of vocal yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, you know Danger Mouse again I'm not sure what his input was in terms of production obviously he's more known for his stuff with like electronic but um, really great album and just mm. really thematic kind of stuff what did you think? Yeah no I think her voice is like one of my favourite voices oh. in music Deadly. I oh just, wow I, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no yeah. I adore her voice and her delivery and mm. I really really love all her work mm. so yeah I really like this track and I actually yeah. didn't know that uh, she released it yeah. until you um Oh, let me on. know yeah I just you know re- sometimes I'm yeah. so good at keeping up yeah. with stuff going on in music and sometimes I'm just not in the loop yeah There's and I should you know yeah. yeah and she I mean I think this was it, this has been released kind of it, they just put it out you know in, in yeah. a way of, like they didn't really kind of I don't know if there's a tour going on with it or anything I haven't heard anything of her coming to Ireland anyway yeah so I think it's just kind of music that they collaborated on as a team yeah. interesting collaboration yeah. though speaking of people coming to Ireland there's quite a few gigs yeah. that are going to be happening soon and yeah. one of them being Beirut which yes. I didn't expect or yeah. know or yeah. I just passed by a poster yeah. um, up by uh, Houston Station yeah and I was like oh They're Beirut are coming yeah. that's crazy that's um, cool you were talking about them last week I was yeah. I was that's why uh, it caught my eye that they were uh, coming I think it's their new album yeah this week the mm. music I've been fo- focusing on mm. was mostly like I just seem to focus on old things quite a lot mm. and it was a lot of just OEM and a lot of national oh yeah actually yeah. national yeah yeah. yeah I they was, just brought out a new track as well they, d- they did they yeah. brought and they also brought out like a thing on um, Spotify their whole like discography album thing yeah so it, I think there's some weird inclusion of Alicia Vikander in this album I didn't really, I oh. saw her name being used as like why is it maybe she's singing I don't know maybe she's a very good singer uh, very good actress anyway mm. um, I love The National I saw yeah. them last summer amazing 
They are going to yeah. be playing uh, all together now. They are. As well. Seems to be so. the festival of the summer, doesn't it, really? It does, it does, not um, it? It seems to be kind of taken over there. Yeah, seeing as uh, Electric Picnic lineup is not slightly disappointing. Yeah, I'd say it's, it's a very Electric Picnic-y lineup. Yeah, That's I don't know, the, the, yeah, the headliners are very boring. Yeah. Um, no offense or anything, but like. Rattle them off there? What were they? Uh, so the Strokes. Yes. Uh, you know, I. Uh, you know, I, the early, early 2010s. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'd have. Or I'd, even yeah. before that. I'd, they're not my favorite. Florence and the Machine, I mean, you love, love Florence, yeah. but. Hosier, uh, not a Do you not love Hosier? Okay, we're not gonna. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we we talked about you know not commenting on this too heavily, but I don't. I not personally. I just yeah. I'm not a fan. Um, um, I wouldn't be a fan either. I think the new record's quite good though. It's a lot less um, hammy than he's been mm. before. So the nineteen seventy five. Uh, People really don't like them. No, um, I don't either. I'm not. I can't say I've, I've been exposed to too much of it that I care, but uh, yeah. I mean, I think... One thing I'm seeing, and it's this is really funny, that they're so... Like, they're in the third section of mm. people playing are Courtney Barnett and Echo and the Bunnymen, That's who would be the, the only... Third, yeah. And Parquet Courts as well. They're, like, in that third section of acts. Which means probably main stage, middle of the day, are the electric arena, middle of the day. Yeah. yeah. That's... Yeah, that's weird. But yeah, actually, Courtney Barnett, Echo and the Bunny, and Parquet Courts, only people I'd be excited to see. And mm. then in the fourth section, there's Bodega, I've noticed, who I also really love. Yeah. And Coming that's... in New York, right? Yeah. 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 And that's about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think what's interesting, we're talking about Vicar Street, Fontaine's, announced and have sold out Vicar Street uh, mm. for later on in this year. Uh, the new album, Dog Rill, is coming out next month, uh, I believe, on Rough Trade. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, they were just at South by Southwest. They've been covered by Rolling Stone. So were Wen Young, weren't they? Yeah, at South yeah. by Southwest, yeah. I love them. They're I think they're so good. Wen Young are great, and they have yeah. an album coming out this year too, yeah. and I believe... Have they announced anything for Dublin yet? Um, they've, they've been to Dublin quite a bit um, so maybe they're holding off and maybe doing yeah. something in the yeah. new year maybe in a bigger venue but they're they are a great fucking band mm. uh, Fontaine's yeah f- congratulations to them for selling out uh, such a big mm. arena uh, we'll see how the album shapes up I really like Big you yeah. uh, I, I didn't feel yeah, it was convinced. as raw yeah and as uh, yeah, as, yeah, I don't know. I feel like their previous stuff was like, a lot more raw and experimental, yeah. and I really liked it. Not that this isn't experimental, though, because it kind of is as well. Yeah, yeah. I, there was something about it I just d- didn't really like yeah. click with me. Coming off that, because Vicar yeah. Street, uh, I was a judge at this year's Choice Music Prize. Yes, and you were. The winners, a big congratulations to O Emperor for Jason, which was a bit of an outside bet from from what I've he- I hear. Uh, they weren't the the favourites definitely going in in the kind of the you know media scrum beforehand but you were a big fan of Jason I was because yeah. we reviewed this album and yeah. I thought it was like really really interesting experimental mm. and raw and yeah. it, it felt like you were saying that they broke up as a band mm. recently yeah. but it felt like they were just starting off and they had this really rough and raw and young yeah. energy and fresh yeah. and I was like that's a great album I love this album it's so good I can't and talk about what other people said in the room but my feeling on the on the record was like that you know it's probably because they were breaking up that they felt they could make such a kind of uh, an album free of of kind of expectation or you know that kind of way um but it like it was such a it's such a great album so inventive yeah so great for i think for other bands to see um a band kind of going out there doing kind of left of field stuff like because if you're making stuff that's kind of left of field you might go oh no one's ever going to accept us or whatever but Mm -hmm. I think it's great and like it was a a lovely moment when I think uh, Phil from the band came up on stage and said well we all need the money 
So <laughs> it was kind of nice. Great. Yeah. And yeah. Like, what I thought was really interesting was that like, nobody had a problem with O Emperor winning whatsoever. Nobody complained. That was really weird. I didn't see anybody complaining about it. So a big congratulations to lads of O Emperor. Um, mm. Real deserving winners. Yeah, so that was really cool. Um, other stuff I've been listening to is The Clack, which is a new uh, project from a uh, girl band guitarist, Alan Duggan. Uh really fucking you know, cool stuff very mm. harsh singing, yeah you know what i mean yeah uh, it has you know alan is obviously the guitarist from girl band so it has that kind of noisy kind of disregard for you know like you know defi- uh, definition basically mm. you know which is really cool uh, it's really let it really lets loose and stuff like that yeah. it's only two songs and uh yeah they're a really really cool band what yeah that was a really yeah. cool song that was a really really cool song i really liked the vocals on it and i thought the music was really interesting yeah so uh yeah, that was like a really nice thing to add to like my playlist. Yeah, to absolutely. like listen over things. Definitely. So. Um, also, one of the kind of songs of the week on Last Mix Save over the time was uh, "New Pagans." It's darker, uh, which I really mm. like. I saw New Pagans play at Harwin Class Heroes this year, and they're really cool. Came down from Belfast. I think it was their first Dublin show. Mm. Um, the singer, she was. Oh, I love her vocals so much. She's amazing. She yeah. was really cool, and she was like. I think she was like six or seven months pregnant. She was on oh, stage wow. performing. And she was great. <laughs> she was really cool. Yeah. Kind of badass stuff. And like the songs, her yeah. vocal is really, really cool. Really kind of. Oh, I love it. I, yeah. I don't know what the right word for it is, but it's very kind of. I don't know. Something about her front. vocals reminded, so slightly reminded me of Wen Young's vocals oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Very slightly. Yeah. But um, I know I really love her vocals. Yeah. I think the only thing on, for, yeah. on this track though was yeah. I wasn't into the music that much. Yeah. The music, yeah, yeah. yeah. You weren't digging the, the band. No, yeah. I wasn't. Just the music felt a little bit stale in yeah. comparison to the way she was singing and the way she was delivering yeah. her performance. Mm. And then the band was a little bit stale in mm. comparison. I think the music could be worked on a yeah. little bit to make it like all a lot yeah. more interesting because I love her vocal so much. Yeah. So much. It's very but much center stage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the music was slightly stale and that it sl- sort of had these like elements of that classic rock thing that I really don't like. Yeah. I really don't like classic rock. Like ACDC and yeah. those guys, you know? Talking about classic rock. Oh, okay. Um, so we, we talked about this previously. <laughs> uh, before, and we before really this. disagree on this we disagree. track. Uh, I love Jenny Lewis and I loved Rilo Kiley. And I love this track because it sounds like a, a Fleetwood Mac track. Because it does have that kind of dreams. Boom, boom, boom. So it's uh, Red Bull and Hennessy from the new album from uh, Jenny Lewis. I think it's her sophomore uh, solo album. She did make an album with... Um, where she collaborated with two other artists, but I don't think they count that as a solo album. Anyway, Rabbit Fur Coat. Mm. But um, I love this. This is kind of a fun, big production, big kind of rock song kind of thing vibe going on. As I said, it's got that you know Stevie Nicks, uh, Fleetwood Mac element to it. I love Jenny Lewis. You love this track, Sarah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I really. Uh, you know what? She's talented and all. Great. And I'm. Um, she is she really mm. is and anyone who writes music i think it's amazing sure but i just didn't like the track yeah i really yeah. did not like the yeah. track yeah. i did not like the music i did not like anything about the track and i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry and <laughs> not this to is, my heart again yeah this is just again very very personal preference mm. and things i like to listen to and i don't like to listen to and i felt this felt a little bit stale to me mm. a little bit classic rock yeah a lot actually a lot very classic, classic rock, rock, like yeah. very classic rock yeah. and i don't like classic rock yeah. i don't think it's interesting i didn't think it had anything interesting 
yeah. in it. It yeah. was just a little bit stale and it was just kind of taking from yeah, it was a little bit mm. it was a little bit stale for me. Yeah. Not my taste, but also it didn't feel like it brought anything new. Yeah. And I just didn't like the track. I really didn't like the track. Again, it's not really it's not I'm not like saying there's a musician that's bad or awful mm. or anything. She is talented mm. and anyone who writes music I think it's amazing. But sometimes I just don't like the music they write, and I think that's fair. That's fair. You're not. And not I didn't it. like yeah. the track, and yeah. it felt, yeah, again, as I've said, very classic rock. Yeah, I like some Fleetwood Mac tracks, but mm. not a lot of Fleet, Fleetwood Mac tracks. That's but fair. this, this, mm, I don't know if I would say that this reminded me of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, I think it had a bit of. No, it was it was a bit yeah. staler. It was very. It was almost country. It was it's almost American country. country. Yeah. yeah, and I. Which her last album, Voyager, was very country. So, okay. Yeah. And the, uh, the rest of the record is quite country. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think you're going, you'd enjoy the but rest yeah, of the but album. But it's not, the thing is, like, it, it, I, d- I didn't feel like it brought a new element to mm. that. Yeah. And that's what kind of made me not really like it because it was just standard country album. Yeah. And that's fine. That's okay. That's it's fine because right. loads of people love listening to stuff like yeah. that, but I don't. Anyway, so that's my opinion on yeah, that. It's fine. It's fine. No, you don't worry it. about it. You loved it. I loved it. it. I really, it's been on heavy rotation. I've, this year, I've been trying to um, wean myself off of listening. Go, go, I like. I have. I have like a comfort zone of songs that I have a little comfort playlist that I play uh, <laughs> with, like you know, Glass Animals and stuff like that, mm. and Blood Orange on. But uh, I've been trying to like just add songs that've been released this year to this little playlist that I've made. So like uh, the new Vampire Weekend or Maggie Rogers and it's stuff like that. Something I should try um, doing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good little exercise because like it's it's forcing me to learn to listen to obviously I listen to for reviews and stuff like that but more kind of current music in the international sphere uh, to just to get my head around and stuff like that uh, that I really enjoyed um, so yeah that's kind of what I've been listening to um, on and off this kind of week at the start of the show we played a bit a clip of Holes Celebrity Skin because obviously we were talking about Captain yes. Marvel mm. and it's uh, inclusion on that so we're going to kind of end the show with more of that more of uh, Holes Celebrity Skin yes um, I bet you like now that this is on a Marvel movie though it'll, there'll be a massive resurgence of that song on so. playlists and stuff so. like that but I know she Courtney Love has actually played for quite a while um, into the 2000s mm. I don't, and I know that definitely because when I was in my teens and actually I was thinking about her this morning I used to be super into this musician called Emily Autumn okay yeah, she she's done some very weird music it was she yeah. she's she was a violinist she was courtney love's violinist wow. and she toured with her quite a bit cool um and uh then she went off and she did had a whole like solo career of singing and stuff and yeah. all her stuff is i don't it's kind of almost based in history and she creates this like alter ego of this victorian girl and it's all very uh it's all very dark and depressing and i probably shouldn't have been so influenced by her in my teens yeah but I was. Yeah, sure. Um, but she did this. It was interesting. I think at the time I thought the music was very interesting and different. It was very like goth and she was very goth with mm-hmm. this like Victorian yeah. twist to it. And there was a lot of classic violin. She was an excellent violinist and is an excellent violinist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I do know because of that, I know that Courtney Love has actually toured for quite a while. Into the 2000s. Into the 2000s. She was in the, 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 the Andy Kaufman movie. Yes, she was actually it's tying it all yes, back. Was, yeah, yeah. tie tie it all back. Boom. Yes, she was. Did you say she, it? Was. she plays his wife. Yeah. Boom. That's yeah. a good way to end the episode. It is. Here is whole with celebrity skin. Look at my face.